Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. Y'all, we were just talking about um, what makes me... Oh, well, who were you most happy for in the Super Bowl, right? So who were you most happy for in the Super Bowl? Everybody talked. Maybe it was Tom Brady. Maybe you were happy for Indomitian Sue, who I was most happy for um, after a long career, right? Um, but I'll tell you this. I'm most happy when I can go into my situation as a man and know that I'm confident, feel confident doing it, right? I'm most happy when my wife gives me the ready-to-go eyes, and I know that happens more often when I am fully trimmed and I'm ready to rock, man. Listen, I want to tell you about Manscaped because that that's what's keeping me right now as a refined gentleman. Manscaped is doing that for me. I've had several different instances where I use the, the clippers. Well, I told you it's not a really tradition of mine, man, but I've done it before. I tried to go down with the clippers way, way, way too scared to make that thing happen. But Manscaped have come out with um, the lawnmower 3.0, and now I can go into that situation with confidence. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest situation hair trimmer <laughs> ever created. The Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped, y'all. And it has been an absolute lifesaver. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, we're refining the gentleman. All you have to do is go to manscaped.com, put in MTMV, and get 20% off plus free shipping on any order. Any order. So if it's $10, 20% off just for you because you put in the code MTMV. This is Santia Deck, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. I'm coming in. Hey, this is Chicago Hill, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. What's up, my ballers? I just really wanted to start my show with a new segment. It's called Quiet Time with God, My Quiet Time with God. And I really want to share my quiet time with you and hopes that, you know, you also have quiet time with God. And I live stream my, my uh, church sermon at Zion Hill and my pastor was telling us about, you know, the definition of depression, what causes it and why we're afraid, you know, what causes us to be afraid. And um, the definition of depression is a result of external pressure that is internalized and it's basically something or someone from their outside gets inside of your head, it gets inside of your heart. And also anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. And fear, overthinking can also cause anxiety. So God tells us in Matthew 6, 25-34, you know, that basically, I'm just going to read 25-27 Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Verse 26 says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And verse 27 says, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? So basically, you know, you can't be afraid of, what you will wear, or you can't be worried about all that stuff because worrying doesn't really help you. It just makes you more afraid. 
and more anxious. So God is telling us that he's going to provide for you. He's going to, you know, just take care of your needs. So you should not be afraid and should not be discouraged or worried because God will take care of you. And there's three things that we are afraid of. And that was our, in our in um, pastor's sermon. That's what he was telling us. So the first thing that we're afraid of is our past. We're not we're afraid of what people are going to think about us, about, you know, our past and what we've done. And basically our past is covered by the blood of Jesus. And so we should not be ashamed because we're new creatures in Christ and your past and my past does not define you or me. And the second thing that we're afraid of is the present. You know, how are we going to make it? You know, what, how are we going to pay our bills? You know, we're afraid of COVID, you know, the job situation and finances. And we are basically just worrying ourselves (laughs) to death. So Uh, We should stop all the worrying and just trust God and put our faith in him instead of our jobs or, you know, our finances or anything like that. Um, And according to 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it says the spirit of God gave us, did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power, of love and self-discipline. You know, we're made to live victoriously, abundantly, and we have power. So we need to use it. Nothing or anyone can take that power from us. And don't let anyone on your job or on the street or the internet take your joy and your peace because that's ours and we, no one can take it. And the third thing that we're afraid of is our future. Um, we know God is going to take care of us. You know, like he's basically taking care of me and everyone, uh, you know, from day one, you know, from the womb. So why do you think he's not going to take care of us in the future? You know, because he has a good record and he's always taking care of us. So why do we always have to worry about the future? Um, and I'm I'm guilty of that, too. And, you know, as Christians, we are constantly in a spiritual battle between good and evil. And according to second, you know, Corinthians 10 and four, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. We are fighting on the contrary. They have divine power to dem- to demolish strongholds. So anything that brings you down is a stronghold. And, you know, being a Christian is not easy, but I think it's worth it because, you know, we are not alone. We fight with God and with the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And so I think that, you know, anything that comes our way, anything, any obstacle, uh, we can overcome it with the strength of God. And, you know, in verse five of Second Corinthians 10, it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive of every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we must, you know, take all these negative thoughts, all these, you know, just worries. We just got to take, take, uh, you know, give them to God and just let him take care of it. You know, just take captive of the thought and say, I'm not going to be thinking about these negative thoughts. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to stay strong. I'm going to act on faith. And, you know, just reading the word can help you, you know, get into that, you know, spiritual mindset that you can overcome anything. And, you know, we must guard our hearts. According to Proverbs 4 and 23, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. Everything you do flows from it. So we basically need to guard our hearts And not let negative people or negative things get into our hearts and into our minds. Because once people get into that and get into your heart, they can basically control you and do just do whatever they want because you let them get inside. 
And I'm guilty of that too. So I definitely need to guard my heart better. And that's basically my new segment, Quiet Time with God. My Quiet Time with God. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. I just want to encourage you guys and just encourage um, just everyone to, you know, just pray and be encouraged and be powerful and live an abundant life. And I thank you for listening. Y'all have a great day. Stay strong, stay balling, and stay brave. Peace. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with very little listeners. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, my ballers? I got a new segment. It's called Baller of the Week. And this week, Steph Curry is one of my ballers of the week. And there's no surprise Steph Curry won the three-point contest on the All-Star Game. No surprise. He put up a final round score of 28, beating Mike Conley Jr. by one point. And after his win, he dedicated the title to his injured teammate, Clay Thompson, which was so nice, so real. And I just love Steph Curry. He's such a nice person. And this is the second three-point contest victory that he's had. He had his first in 2015, and now, you know, he's, he's won it for this year. And he definitely deserves it. And both Dame Lillard and Steph Curry made half-court shots. But who did it better? I believe Curry did because he's the best three-shooter, three-point shooter in the game. And he makes it look so easy. Um, He does this in his sleep. So it's just so beautiful to watch. Even Shannon Sharp on Twitter said, Dame and Steph are the two best shooters in NBA history. So he would, but he would take Steph first. Then Dame. So you can't deny Dame Times' talent, of course. And the way he makes those clutch shots, ooh, I'll be getting so hyped up, you know, when I see it because I'll be feeling sorry for the other person. Just be like, he just shoots him so, so beautifully. And then he just, one time I saw he was just, he just shook somebody. He They basically touched the ground and he just made the shot. I'm like, ooh, man. And he made that last half court shot that ended the game. So, you know, they won the All-Stars. Um, the West won. Team LeBron won 170 to 150. You know, it kind of hurt because I was, you know, rooting for Team Durant. But I knew that Team LeBron had all the good shooters. And so they won. And, you know, Dame and Steph were both unstoppable. And it was really fun watching them play on the same team. You know, I really enjoyed it. That was the ball of the week. Steph Curry, my man. He's awesome. And so... Uh, That's my new segment uh, for Baller of the Week. I hope y'all enjoy it. And I know um, Venora, my guest on the show, loves Dame. So let's get it. Um, Thank you. And I just want to end it with this. Stay bold, stay brave, and stay balling. Peace. What's up, my ballers? This is the mental health check-in segment. And I want to talk about a type of therapy that can help you relax, relieve stress, and heal your mind. 
and this type of therapy is called art therapy. Now, what do you what do you think art therapy is? Well, I'm going to tell you. Art therapy is used to improve cognitive and sensory functions, according to arttherapy.org, improve self-esteem and self-awareness, cultivate emotional resilience, promote insight, enhance social skills, and reduce and resolve conflict. Now, there's art therapists, and we want to know who are these art therapists and what do they do? So art therapists are trained and certified technicians, and they use techniques to cultivate spiritual, emotional, and creative growth in individuals. Now, these techniques can include drawing, painting, coloring, sculpting, or collage. And as these clients create art, they may analyze what they have made and how it makes them feel. And through exploring their art, people can look for themes and conflicts that may be affecting their thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. Now, how does this art therapy work? Well, creating art or viewing others' art is used to help people explore emotions, cope with stress, or work on social skills. And this is based on an article on verywellmind.com. And so, for example, paint parties are a great way to work on your social skills. You get to talk to people and paint with them, and it's a fun, it's a fun experience. And, you know, drawing and painting really helps me relax. It helps me forget my problems for a little while. So I think that it really is a great therapy. And also, according to the Very Well Mind article, these art can be used in mental health treatment to help clients communicate, overcome stress, and explore different aspects of their personalities. According to a 2017 study, Art displayed in hospital settings contribute to an environment where patients feel safe. It plays a role in socializing and keeping their identity outside the hospital. So art therapy is also used to treat a wide variety of mental disorders and psychological distress, like, of course, stress, trauma, anxiety, aging, depression, eating disorders, PTSD, substance abuse, and emotional difficulties. And that's just a few. So I think it's an awesome therapy. It's great to just help with your mental health. And best of all, you don't have to have any artistic ability or special talent to, to really participate in art therapy. And people of all ages can do it. So just find an art therapist in your area, you know, just to get into it. If you don't want to go to art therapy, you can just go to get a canvas, um, get some some paint and start, you know, painting yourself. I mean, you know, um, it does take a technician and a certified trained technician to really get the art therapy that you need. And because they know the techniques to use to, you know, get your emotional and spiritual growth, you know, in, in check. But, you know, I think that, you know, just me painting in my room, drawing, um, helps me a lot. So if you ever do that, go ahead and do that. And I hope this segment helped you. I love um, mental health check-ins and I just can't wait for you to check it out. And um, I hope you have an amazing day and I'm just going to end it with this. Stay bold, stay brave, and stay balling. Peace. What's up, my ballers? My name is Keisha Swafford, and I'm here with Lenora Lewis, and she is a host of the V Report, 
and she's also a sports writer. And I'm so happy for her to be on my show, Ballin' with Keisha. How are you doing today? Oh, Keisha, I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing fantastic. I'm so happy that you, you know, just getting on my show. And, you know, I love being on MTMV Sports with you. You know, we're the two girls holding it down. So (laughs) I love it. Um, I want to just get to know you more and let everyone get to know you. Um, I just want to know how you got started in sports podcasting and how how did you get involved with MTMV Sports? What actually happened, I was... On Twitter, everything that started with my sports career started on Twitter. And I was talking about, well, pretty much tweeting about the Odell Beckham Jr. trade. Um, I'm, those that know me very well, I'm a huge fan. I've, I've um, got to see him play in college. I got to actually meet him a few times and be around him a few times. So seeing him go from LSU to going to the Giants, my, my favorite team and my home team, it was, the, it was perfect. Um, again, hung out with him a few times at the mall and stuff like that. So Odell was my favorite player on the Giants for a so while. Awesome. And when he got traded to um, Cleveland, my sister-in-law actually is a Cleveland Browns fan. So I, it was a very rough day for the New York household, but the Cleveland side was very happy. <laughs> and sure. I was upset. And my sister-in-law, we were going at it on, on Twitter and Rick sincere saw that, that, um, that conversation and actually ended up bringing me on to interview me. I, at the time I was still writing and I'm a sports writer. I was time for Amber sports network and um, actually seven other net, um, websites as well. So I was covering the, the trade in there. And then Rick brought me on. He interviewed me about how I got into the, the sports industry. And then he offered me a, a chance to launch my podcast under the network. And that's how I became part of the MTNV family. That is so awesome. I met Rick like that the same way through Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, he just popped up in my, uh, you know, DMs, I guess. But, you know, I was just like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because uh, he was just um, asked about my sports, you know, career, I guess, you know, as a freelancer. And, you know, that's just how it started, which, hey, Twitter is a great, you know, way to meet people and network, uh, especially in the sports industry. So whoever is in the sports industry, y'all, it's, Twitter's, it's a good, it's a good start start posting on Twitter. Exactly. You're right. (laughs) Now I know you love college basketball. Um, Why do you love college basketball and who's your favorite team? Well, I'm a huge basketball person. I just, I love college basketball because I love the, the drip, the drive that the kids have Um, watching these kids know, knowing that there's so so few spots to go pro you see the cop. I feel like the competition is even greater than the, than the NBA because it's just all give me your all each game. Every like you, sometimes you, you play three times a week. It's crazy. And it's all just to get one of those 20 spots. So it's just crazy. And I love the, I love competition. So that's why college basketball and college football are like my favorite, like my favorite things to watch. My favorite team, I will have to say is Villanova. Cause that's one of my alma maters. So I go with Villanova, um, I also, I do enjoy Duke and Kentucky as well. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I uh, used to play basketball in, in high school. Uh, did you, uh, did you play sports in high, in high school or college? Or? Yes, I, um, I played, um, growing up, I ran track. I did, well, in high school, I did cross country and I was a cheerleader. So I used to um, actually watch all the games. So I would watch all the football and basketball games. I was able to, I was like, 
I was a little coach on the side because I actually knew what was going on and I enjoyed um I enjoyed watching them and, and even talking to the girls about them. They didn't really care. But I I talked to the girls about well, that, how that was a bad play or oh that was a foul. They call that foul. But um I also <laughs> um I um did feel hockey as well. That so, is yeah. pretty cool. And I can see that you know you're a very peppy, very energetic person. I can see you yes. being <laughs> Uh, yes, I, yeah, like, I am. That, the closest I got to cheerleading was booster, and then I saw I tried. I was like, oh, I admire the cheerleaders because they do flips and all that. Mm-hmm. That was cool, but I didn't want to break my neck. I tried to do that one time, <laughs> you know, just like flipping on a trampoline, I almost hurt my neck. I'm like, nah. Yeah, was more. We do more than just flip now. We do. Well, yeah. What else y'all do? Because you know, I'm not. Just... I don't really. I don't know a lot. Chile, I. Um, close, mm-hmm. like I like that movie. Uh, what's that? Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> Every children's like, um right, movie to, a... to nationals. Right, um, right. I was a competitive cheerleader. I was more than just a a, a football and basketball cheerleader. I was a, a competition cheerleader. So we would travel around and we would compete against other cheerleaders. And we have to yeah, we have to know how to jump, tumble, stunt, dance. Um, your, your flexibility has to be a one. So I remember cheer camp. Yes. Cheer camp is a real thing. And it's, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it's not all cute and bonding like the movie show. No, it's, it's just pure boot camp cheer style. And cheerleading is a lot of lifting, a lot of, a lot of stretching, a lot of aerobics, a lot of acrobatic stuff. So it's just, it's the sport that needs to get more respect because it's not just being cute and dancing. Right. I, I respect that, you know, because a lot of people think that. So yeah. Thank you for, you know, informing us and, you know, just letting us oh, know that. No problem. It's is not some, you know, pretty little thing, a little sport. It's a real deal. It's a real, you get really, you can get really badly hurt. I've, yeah, I've um, broken a piece of my face and my nose. Oh my God. Um, Almost took my, my whole front tooth out. Um, wow. just bad stunning. And actually I got, uh, what stopped me from being an athlete, well, cheering and stuff like that in college was I, I, uh, doubled down from a prep and fell on my head and I ended up having a severe neck injury. I, um, tore, oh tore a piece of my neck, sprained it and bruised a lot of the muscles. So, um, wow. very, very, very bad accident. So again, cheerleading is, is not, it's no light, no light. Not thing. for the week. <laughs> Not for a week. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're fine. I'm glad you're yes. you're you're good and um you're not injured anymore. Yes. So thank God for that. Thank um, you. You're welcome. Um. So, what do you admire most about you know just the sports world and you know just being in sports? What do I admire about it? You said. Yeah. Like, what do you admire most? Like, what do you? Why did you get into you know just sports in general? Like, why do you love it? Oh. Oh, okay. Um, well, growing up, I was an athlete growing up. My, um, it was like, you are going to be in some type of sport. <laughs> that, was the, that was what it was. And my family were really heavy into, yes, we were, so I'm originally from New York. So my family was really heavy into our New York sports. We had really big Knicks fans, Yankees fans, and Giants fans. So um, I, was, I was, it was always around me, all around. Um, it was the way that like, even like me and my dad connected through sports, we ended up having a great relationship just because we can, I was just sitting there, watch sports, watch football with him, watch basketball with him, watch baseball. I don't like watching baseball on TV. I'd rather go to the game. I would go to the games with him. Right. And we were just, it was like, 
um, it was just part of my everyday life. I wanted to, I went to um, college to become a sports attorney. Actually, I went, I went to um, go to college to go to law school and be working. My dream job when I was growing up was to work for the NFL in their legal department in Manhattan. So um, that was my dream. And um, unfortunately, law school is a little harder than y'all think it is. <laughs> and um, getting that JD versus that LLM is a little bit difficult. So um, I had to make some changes. So then I went, my path from there went to the, still, still I believe I belong in sports. I know I'm, that's my life. I know, I, that's all I know. So I went to the agent route, um, the NFL agent route. And I took the, the exam twice. Again, it's harder than y'all think. So um I ended up missing it by one question, but it's okay. I didn't give up there. And um, just now looking at it from the broadcasting, reporting, and writer side, it's so much to it. And I love, I love that piece of it. I love being able to talk about it. I love being able to have, talk with like-minded sports people. So I, I can say I, what I admire most about it is that how so many people started this career from nothing and built their own brand and built their own shows and built their own platforms and that's why i can say i admire about the sports broadcasting career even though yes those who went to college for it and did it the correct way shout out to them because it's it's hard coming from a different avenue than you know i learned journalism in school i learned this stuff all on the fly so I can say I, I have a lot of respect for those who went to journalism school and did uh, like, like Stephen A, like um, Jamel Hill, like Carrie Champion, like um, Molly Karam Rose, all those people like in Max Kellerman, as a show, I like I like first take a lot. So like, um, um, <laughs> Escape Bayless, like all, I, I like those shows. So um, I really do admire them for what they did to get here. Yeah, either way, you know, what a, whatever avenue that you go through, mm-hmm. you know, to get into the sports world, I mean, it's honorable, it's it's awesome, you know, I'm just starting from the bottom, you know, and just, yep. and just going, <laughs> and just going <laughs> into it, and that is, that is bravery, that is, like, awesome, I'm so proud of you for just taking it on, and, you know, because this is not an easy industry, um, right. but yeah. it's, it's fun, you know, if you got to be really passionate about it, and, you know, you got to be able to, you know, take criticism and, you know, mm-hmm. just take, take, you know, roll with the punches, basically. So, yes, you know, you're right. It's awesome. I mean, I mean, I love it. You know, I love, you know, talking to sports, just talking to you, talking to anybody, you know, that that loves sports like I do, that is passionate mm-hmm. about it. So I think it's very enjoyable. You just have to really love it. You know, <laughs> you're right. Yes. I <laughs> think it's a lot of fun. You just got to. So I know what you're talking about because some people, you know, they will come at you with those stats. But if you mm-hmm. can hold your own, then you're gonna be great. Right. And you know, you know, just gotta be tough. You have to have a tough skin. Yeah, tough skin for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, you know, you know, dealing with the guys because guys will yeah, that's females, you gotta have tough skin. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you know, so I, the V Report um is your podcast and mm-hmm. I enjoy I just uh listened to one of the episodes, but you know, I was just laughing the whole time because you have a great sense of humor, just oh, a, a lovely personality. Um and I, I'm gonna um listen to more. Um, uh, but I just wanna know where, where do you see your podcast going and how do you want to use your platform to make an impact? Okay. I 
I see my podcast definitely growing and being an avenue for smaller, like smaller groups. And to clarify that further, like people going to that went to the XFL or people trying to go into maybe NBA G League and stuff like that, or trying to go through the other smaller leagues to get to the big league. I, I want my podcast to turn to something more like path to draft where you get to meet these, um, meet certain people that they're, I will say at the beginning stages and you get to develop relationships and follow that, those stories all the way through. All the interviews I've done on the, on the V report are from the little guy. I haven't had like, let's say Miles Garrett. Cause y'all know me, I love Miles Garrett. I never had had Miles Garrett on my show, but I had a young man that who trained like Miles Garrett, who has been trying to get the NFL, the XFL and trying to get into the arena football league. And he actually was in it for a bit, but I got to catch that story because I went for that. I wanted to tell his story where the news and media are doing Miles Garrett, but someone still got to cover the small guy. So I want my my um, podcast to continue, even though, yes, I do. I would love Miles Garrett to be on my show in a second. Like that's not that's not uh, that's, <laughs> that's not that's even duh. a question. That's not even <laughs> a question. I <laughs> like I would like also love to have people that um who went to the D two schools that are busting their butt to try to get to um get through combine to get to NFL. I would love to tell that story and support that person through. So that's my podcast is mostly about. When I do interviews so like that, yeah, I do do sports news. On usually, you get more of the sports news or updates, and I'll tell you all my opinion on certain things because it's still my platform. <laughs> but I really wanted to build my. I want my platform to be built to the point that I can help the little guy get some recognition, and hopefully one day get to um what make, make their dreams possible. Like for example, another example, I had Jeremiah Spicer on my show. He his story was literally a path to the draft story, a young man that um, was homeless, lived, uh, went to foster care and lived, went through different things. And his goal was to get to, into to play professional football. That's the NFL, XFL, uh, was um, arena football. He was, that was his, he believed that's his calling in life. I got to have him on my show. We had a great conversation. Um, very, very friendly young man, very energetic young man with a lot of passion. He told me about the things he does for his community. And he actually did get drafted to the XFL. And he Yay. got drafted and called me. And it was all, and then he also got two twins the same day. So it's all a lot going on wow. for that young man. So unfortunately, <laughs> when the XFL did fold and everything, I was upset to hear that. But I was very happy that you, I told him like, you still accomplished it. You were there. You got your name called. That was, yeah. that's, the, that's the point. So I want to help young, more young men like that. And young women, even for um, the female uh, WNBA, I had Shakira Hill on my show, who was a sweet, sweet girl, HBCU grad like myself, and she wants to get the WNBA. She played overseas. I still, I want to tell her story as well because I still believe young athletes need to have that platform where they are heard. That hopefully one of those, those places they're trying to get can hear as well. So that's what the view report is for. I love it. I love it. You know, just uh, being able to help the underdogs, you know, the people yep. that are overlooked or not respected, you know, or yep. not getting the recognition that they deserve. So uh, exactly. thank you for, you know, put shining a light on, on people like, you know, people like that, that because they really need that encouragement and, you know, yeah, yeah. that 
that exposure and you never know who's watching who's listening so exactly. i think you're doing a, a great service to those people so thank you for that thank you oh you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and um also i know you are um you have uh, some kind of foundation um is there you know could you tell me more about that or organization i know you like to organize oh. people <laughs> yep, I stay busy, as you know. Um, I I do work in my community as well. Um, yes, I'm an AK. I do. It, I say it all the time because I am. So I, I'm an AK. And one of the things that we are, are one of our things we do push is to be a member of our community. I do my own thing without separate from AK, but I do um, a lot of community outreach. I work with um, with young people, adolescents, and um, I what I do with them I help them with grief counseling pretty much so I believe that when you look at mental health especially right now while everybody's focusing on it it's important to look at all different avenues there's more than just anxiety there's more than just depression people think of mental health they think of depression they have anxiety they think of a number of things, but they don't always think of grief or think of abandonment or sorrow. Those are pieces that are very, very important. And that is something that's really important to me and personal to me that I take in. Um, that's why I, I care more about that kind of stuff. I think um, grief is one of those feelings that we don't even know we're grieving when we are. And even like right now, most most people in America don't even, they're thinking that it's called the COVID depression. You're more like you're grieving your former life. You used to be able to go outside. You used to be able to um, hug your grandma, hug your sister. Now you have to just stay always distant. And that's yeah. not something that's normal. That's not normal. And grief is uh, one of those feelings that, yes, grief is normal. But done incorrectly, yes, it's not going to be a normal process. So what I do is I I work with in that 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 avenue of mental health. I look I look at the forms of grief and ways to improve people's lives that have especially those who have been grieving in any kind of ways. But I do that with the children though. That is awesome. That is so amazing. Like I just never thought about that. You know, COVID as grieving. You know. Mm -hmm. That is like something that I never even thought about. So thank you for um, just sharing that because um, I feel like, I, I guess I am in grieving mode. I'm still in grieving. I, everyone's grieving, I think. Yes, I pretty much, I believe everybody's grieving unless those who just didn't care about it and been doing, living their best life. Right. And also <laughs> the fact that over 500,000 people died, yeah, it's yeah. just like, how can, how can you not feel from that and even if it's you know them personally I, actually at this point everybody has known at least one person that has passed away mm -hmm. i unfortunately i i had a friend passed away for, from covid um a close family friend passed away from covid and um a person that worked in my building at work passed away from covid so it was just like to me it's like that will those type of things that's not covid depression you are, you are missing that part of your life. Your life was turned upside down at a blink of an eye. And now we got to come back and find our quote unquote new normal, which is all part of that grieving process. So I just, I believe that's something that has to be paid attention to, especially now more than ever. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, it's the, the better that we communicate grief and 
just deal with it and not try to ignore it or think, you know, everything's going to be fine, then, you know, things will be back to normal um, and things will get better. And um, I'm so happy and so thankful, you know, that you are, you know, helping people with that and, you know, with the grief and just being able to heal and, you know, move on and and try to live their best lives, as you you, uh, said. (laughs) All right, now. um, Thank you. Oh, it's no problem. Like, I, I just I admire you for that. Like, that takes a lot. I'm sure patience and, you know, just have, you know, a lot of people don't listen anymore. You know, they just so busy with their lives. They just, you know, they think that they only surround themselves with things that they care about. But, you know, you go outside yourself and help people. So I think that's so um, admirable. I just I just love it. And thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you. <laughs> now um we're going to talk about uh donovan mitchell some game topics um, okay yeah that was he got ejected from the game um after losing to the 76ers 131 to 123 i thought that was pretty crazy um what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on on his reaction because he was he had like two technical fouls and he just they just ejected him and he was he was not he was not happy about it i if I'm this. I, I'm grown. Here, this young man's growing on me heavy. I like Donovan Mitchell. I do too. And I will say this: that was a BS call. Yeah. That was. He should not have been ejected for the game for that. Like, I feel like the like, and I mean this with all due respect. I feel like basketball is getting so wussified. Like, like there's something <laughs> to get going. That I could. I grew up in the '90s. Not old, I grew up in the 90s. And I remember just seeing players get chucked on the ground. Carmelo's elbows taking you out. And he's not ejected from the game. Right. He was only foul. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. head busted open and it's still foul. But this is crazy. Like, I couldn't understand it. Yeah, I think I was, I was lost in that. that too, they're, they're too soft. Like, this dude, um, Joel Embiid is. Yeah, Joel Embiid, yeah, huh? He is, he's huge. He's yes, like he <laughs> a mountain of a man. And he's going to get mad over a little thing that Donovan Mitchell did. Like, really? Like, he was like, tech, tech, like, he should be ejected. Or, you know, he was just egging the um, ref on. Um, and that was just unnecessary. I think that um, it was just a stupid call. And, you know, I think that um, the officiators are kind of bi- are kind of biased. They're, I don't think they like the jazz. I, now, now you're potting. Now you're potting because I do think the officiators, well, sometimes they, you know, they lean certain ways for certain players around the team that are on the court. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I think the seven. No, I personally think the seven sixes are a good team. Um, yeah, I think so. They, yeah, they, they are. They're they're a good team. They, they got the right formula, but. I do. I don't. I think that the, those refs that night were on some other stuff, because we know if Donovan Mitchell was in that that stayed in that game all the way through. Would the seventy should have won it? All the it way. It was only thirty seconds Would left in the won? game. I, it was only yeah, thirty seconds like, left. Like so, like I don't understand why. Because now I, th- I believe he gets fined for that too. So it's like. Yeah, he did. He got twenty five thousand. Yeah, like I know for him that that's probably like twenty five dollars, but still. Yeah, like, still. <laughs> I'm getting a, I'm getting fined. I got ten, I um, I got ejected from the game, and I didn't really even do nothing. It wasn't even. It was. 
that was nothing. That was nothing. It was a little, it was a little scuffle. It was nothing. Right. But like, you know like, how the football shit. players, they be getting in fights all the time. Oh, oh man! I, 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 I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, like, right. I'm a fan. I get excited. Like, yeah, they get encouraged. Oh, they' about to fight. They' about to fight. Like, oh, yeah, here it come. Here it come now. Right. Like, <laughs> but this, I was like, no, nah, this is trash. And his reaction, as a competitive person myself, I'm a super competitive person. Oh, I'm talking the same thing. I'm like, nah, this, this is crazy. This yeah, is like, look what I'm going through. Yeah, right. like, oh, he shouldn't have said. I'm like, no, no, what? He's upset. You asked, see reporters the little side note when people lose games they don't want you to tell them why they lost they already know why they lost they don't need you to tell them that right like as a reporter like i don't even like interviewing you know the team that lost like i, I just feel sorry you know i don't i don't i wouldn't want to be interviewed as a player oh yeah I, I, i'm not good <laughs> yeah i'm like i don't want them to get mad at me <laughs> like, like chill like, out dude i just this is, I have to probably, they may, they, you know, reporters that may have to ask, you know, but just, you know, the way they, they act sometimes is like, dude, mm-hmm. y'all, you could have said it in a nicer way, you know? <laughs> yeah, we have to do it like that. And, you, and they know that they have to be that way, but right. you can't be upset that somebody is showing you a raw emotion. You hear in his voice that he's fed up with how these refs have been calling these games. Yeah. Fed up. And I'm fed up with it too. I think it's so wussified. Ain't no one's really getting hurt like that. And it's just, mm-mm. that was bad call, bad call. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, there's just a lot of hate towards um, the Utah Jazz, you know, because LeBron is hating on them. Um, Rob's hating Shaq, on them, yeah. <laughs> Shaq is hating on them too. Like, you know, Don, uh, Shaq told um, Donovan Mitchell he wasn't, he wasn't, um, he wasn't, he didn't have what it takes to take uh, the Utah Jazz to the next level. So I'm like, Mm-mm. If I was um, Don, Don Mitchell, if you're listening, what you should be listening to Keisha's podcast, young man, you keep you. What you supposed to do is prove them wrong. All right. the people talking, 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 talking. You prove them wrong. Yeah, let your haters because, be your elevators. Just yeah, let, let exactly. them be your motivators. Let everybody keep saying that you're not ready. Let everybody keep talking, 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 talking. Everybody around you. Like hear all that that noise. That should fuel you for your next play, your next step. That should fuel you to like. Guess what? That should make y'all. Take out the Lakers. If you take out the Lakers, okay, you number one. Right. You're gonna be you they're gonna be talking about you for years. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Y'all gonna be the best. Like uh, I'm just I'm, I'm rooting for the Utah Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> take them out. Take them out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just saying. Um, so um, you know, 76ers, they basically beat one of the best teams, um, you know, in the East. That's the Utah Jazz. Um, you know, what are, what do you think uh, their chances are for, you know, making it to the playoffs? Oh, no, the 76ers are definitely going to the playoffs. That's, that's not an issue. Um, now, how far they will go. Um, I, I believe the East is still Brooklyn's win. It's Brooklyn has the team itself has been created to win. They're created to um, take the East. They should own the East for a while. Um, but the 76ers are different. This is a different Philly team. I have a lot of respect for this Philly team. I definitely see them going up against the um, up against the Nets um, in, the, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to be, I'm going to say it right now. Yeah, of course, as a New York fan, I'm going, you know, my Knicks, I don't care all day. I'm going to die with my Knicks. But still, <laughs> I am. Um, 
if like I'm gonna be realistic and be no, not biased, I'm gonna say um, I can see the 76ers and the Nets going seven games, but Nets are gonna win it out and, and face um somebody in the West. I can't, I don't know in the West yet because yeah, I never. I can't sit here and say Lakers automatically. I can't do that right now. Yeah, because they said eighty for right think six months. I think A's out for six months. Yeah, like, yeah, eighty. I I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And then they um, you know, Schroeder is is kind of is mm-hmm. is injured too, so you never know. Like LeBron's gonna have to do it all by himself. Do it all by himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. Just Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> right, like. I mean, maybe that's why he's like hating on everybody else because he's stressed out. Like, hating, it's the word hating. <laughs> I can see that Keisha is not a fan of Team LeBron. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So okay, now we're going to move on to the Blazers. You know, they beat the Kings one twenty three to one nineteen. Um, Damian Lillard, I think he's like an amazing player. You know, he just makes those clutch shots. So beautiful. Just, oh, yep. it's so beautiful to watch. Um, and he put up 22 points Wednesday in Portland, you know, 108, 106 win against Golden State. And then he, he um, took out, you know, Sacramento the next night, 123, 119. You know, what do you think of him as a player? I know that you like Damian Lillard. You know, what do you think of him as a player? I can say this and I can say it confidently. Damian Lillard, I'm buying your jersey. I'm I'm now and that's I'm sold. Sold. I just love watching Dame Dallas play. His basketball IQ is phenomenal. He oh he's always usually leading an assist on his team. He always leads them points. He's oh he just he's dynamite. It's like I'm not gonna call him Mr. Oh, because I'm not I ain't gonna say it anybody in basketball. But he is very like he's A1. Yeah, I hate hard. that. Like I want I need I want him on my Knicks. <laughs> right. I just want I, I want him to I need him to win a chip because this kid deserves it, man. We're not a kid older than me, so just that. But like <laughs> he deserves it. He deserves to win. I hate seeing somebody that fights so hard not win though. Right. And right. but I gotta shout out the Kings though, because this young man who I personally just love, um, um, De'Aaron Fox, that kid's special too. That kid's just special. And we grew up against Amy Lillard and he put up some he put up some points. He had a game on um on was it Wednesday? Yeah, he had yeah, a game Wednesday. on Wednesday. Yeah, that was like I I don't the, the Kings to me don't even like they're not contenders or anything. I only really watched their games, but I did tune into that game because I was like, I like that I like this kid. I like, I like him and Dane going head to head like that. That was a fantastic game. Dame Damian Lillard, man, just keep just keep fighting, kid. Just keep fighting because Right now, y'all are in fifth place. Hold that spot. Just hold it there. You all will get into the playoffs. Because yeah, the playoffs is different, too. So just hold on. Just yep. Hold on. Hopefully, help is coming your way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't lose by a lot of points. So it's not like they blew them out. So Yeah, no. Yeah. So anything, you know, you never know. You uh, never you know, know. I'm pretty – do you think they'll make it into the playoffs? The Blazers? I think the Chill Blazers are – the, um, I think they're gonna either like they might drop down to the six seed, but they'll definitely be in. Um, they'll definitely be in. Yeah, I, they'll be in, but lower seed for sure. Right now they're at the fifth. Um, I think if the Nuggets continue to play like how they're playing, yeah, like um, Nikola, mm-hmm. is it Nikola yeah. Jokic? Um, 
Yep. Yeah. He's good. He's yeah, good. I like yeah, yeah, like if he's playing like that, I think the show boys are probably coming six seed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for the playoffs. I mean, it's going to be some really great teams, and mm-hmm. now I'm just super excited, you know, to watch it and you know see who wins. <laughs> I hear you. Because let I'll tell you right now. Let the let those Knicks. Okay, let those Knicks get to the Eastern Conference Finals. You're gonna see New York differently. You're all gonna see everybody gonna see New York differently. <laughs> all your little exactly. memes, your little videos and gifts, you ain't seen nothing yet. If the Knicks get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'll play that it's way. gonna be over. New York, is it's gonna really gonna be. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I'll be leading the march right next to Spike Lee. <laughs> I'll let you that right now. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. You gotta support. You know, support the team. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now the, you know, the all-star game is going to be tomorrow. Um, yeah. And it's going to be amazing. Um, if you had to make up, you know, a mock NBA all-star team, who would be your top five starters for the East? And I'll give you mine as well. Well, the thing is, <laughs> kind of like how they drafted already? Yeah, they already I'll drafted. Help. Yeah, they like, already drafted the- but now I was not, I ain't gonna lie, LeBron. I don't understand why you didn't draft Steph Curry first. I don't know why you don't pick Curry. Curry. That's a little nice. weird. <laughs> like, um, I think he, uh, the first person was uh, Giannis. Yeah, he, he picked Giannis first. And yeah, I was Giannis. like, I was confused. I was like, he didn't pick Steph Curry. <laughs> like, that's, so the first, I, that's the first person I would pick. I'm, yeah, I, I, I would have drafted Steph Curry. <laughs> I need some good shooters. I need my three-point shooter. Yes. Because we way. all know what the um all-star game is. The all-star game is about putting up points. Like, everybody right. wants to you know, be swagging and put points up. So, I was a little confused that didn't happen. But um, I can say kind of like how the draft pretty much went was kind of like the vibe I was going with. Um, I do feel like I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel like Team LeBron is going to dominate in a nasty way. Um, yeah, I think so too because he has some like a lot of firepower. Yeah, in, in his arsenal, yes. like on his team, so it's going to be. I mean, they, you know, it's not. I feel like Durant is not even playing. I mean, <laughs> exactly, Durant's like, not playing. <laughs> like they, I'm just, like, they're, already losing, they're already losing. Like, like. You got Bradley Beal. Bradley, now, Bradley Beal, I feel like Bradley Beal deserves so much more than what he gets. He just deserves yeah. more. Yeah. Um, it does hurt that I did not, I don't see Russ. I'm not going to see Russ in the court because that hurts. Oh, that hurts. I like, I like him. Me too. I, I like me some Westbrook. That's my guy. So I'm a little sad about that. But yeah. um, I feel like we have a really good game coming our way. It, there is so much talent. The talent is like unmatched. Both teams got a lot of talent. Um, but I just, hmm, I try to think about it. I just, uh, well, I feel I like, like I, I feel like LeBron, he got, he got, he got Damian Lillard on his team as a reserve. So, and they got, he got Jalen Brown as a reserve too for the Boston Celtics. He, he has the team. LeBron's team is stupid. It's stupid. It's it, yeah, he got like Paul like, George on there. Like from the Clippers. Like it's, he got it's, it's a lot. Yeah. So I, I'm not LeBron's I'm not really too confident about the East though right now. Oh no, I like <laughs> I'm not oh man, the East is gonna get destroyed. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> like they he got they got he got Nikola uh, Jokic too. I mean, so from yes, Denver Nuggets, like they, he's gonna dominate, you know, because he's a huge guy, you know, for the he's got. I don't know. It's just I I feel like the East. Um, East gonna be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what Kyrie are we getting that night? Like, <laughs> right, like Kyrie. We have um, you know, Kawhi. Kawhi, Kawhi will get Kawhi will shoot. I got Kawhi, you got Devin Booker, you got Jason Tatum. Bradley Bill gonna give Bradley Bill is going to play as if this is every other game. Cause that's just how that man's wired. But still, like yeah, it's not a lot. Mm. It's not like he he got a, like a whole like all-star team like in uh Space Jam where he's like they like the monsters. But they, LeBron has the monsters. Right, the monsters. And, and <laughs> after they stole all the NBA powers. Right. And, <laughs> We have Louis Tunes without Michael Jordan. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Durant is Michael Jordan. Yeah, right and Michael Jordan decided not to play, so the Louis Tunes are in some trouble. Right, they're gonna have to do it all by themselves. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I see here, and I'm just like, oh well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> right, I'm I'm rooting for you, East. You know, it's just not likely. See, like, see, you're you're a real one. I'm rooting for the East. I will say, yo, shout out to um, Julius Randle. Eh? <laughs> okay all-star you go right. nick all-star yeah <laughs> i haven't seen a nick all-star in a long time so i'm excited yeah um it's, it's probably yeah. going to be the west that's going to win oh I, or, I, I'm yeah it's, i know the west is going to win that's just yeah, like there's too west. much there's too much talent too much the the shooters are off off the chain right you know it's just the odds are against them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Like how I don't know what K, how KD was drafting, but how you allow LeBron to draft like this? Like, just, like, that's just not um. That's just unfair. Yeah, like you did. Did you not try? Like, <laughs> like you could have stole somebody from the West. Like, yeah, like <laughs> make some trades or something. <laughs> For real, this is a mess. <laughs> it's just it's just not even fair. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how it goes, you know, um, and uh, did you, where can we, uh, you know, find you on, on social media, mm-hmm. you know, just to let us know where we can find you so we can support you and listen to your podcast and, you know, just follow you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, thank you so much for having me on everything. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Nora, N-O-R-A underscore Natish, N-A-T. I-S-H. And you guys are welcome to follow me. You can DM me and we can talk about sports. Let's talk about sports. And we can like, you know, and if you want to be a guest on my show, you're always welcome to. And Keisha, you're always welcome to come back. Even if you want oh, to yeah. just, um, just talk talk some basketball talk, because that's always welcome on my show. And yeah, and that's where you can find the view report. If there's on the link tree, has all the links on there. You can also find me on um, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and most um, most platform um, podcast platforms to find the viewer report episodes, and if you want to talk to me on Facebook, it's literally my name, Venora Lewis. So V O N O R A um, Lewis L E W I S. Awesome! I'm so so happy and just so grateful that you were able to come on my show because I love your personality. I love just everything that you are. You know, you're so giving and kind and caring, and I just really. And you're very knowledgeable about sports, and I love that. So, Thank you know, you. we gotta support each other as women in, in sports and oh, as yes. journalists. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just want 
to end it with this, you know, stay bold, stay brave, and stay balling. Peace.